Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and we have another amazing interview. Now, this topic kind of exciting, at least for me. Uh, our guest is going to be Akin Arikan, who is an analyst over at CounterSquare, and they take a look at all kinds of uh, digital experiences and how they can make them better, and they analyze them. Now, analytics may not be the most exciting topic for most of you, but here's what I promise. We're going to make this fun. We're going to make it somewhat entertaining and I guarantee that no matter what business you're in, no matter what you do, you are going to want to make some changes based on what Akin is going to share with us today. Now, before we get into the interview, an announcement of sorts, if you have an amazing story that you would like to share or a question, please reach out to me to on any of the social media channels. I am everywhere. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I'll answer it there. I'll answer it on the show. I'll answer it in my newsletter, or I'll answer it on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. And episodes can be found on uh, Amazon Prime, uh, Roku, Apple TV, or just go to BeAmazing.tv, and you can binge watch all of the episodes. So with that in mind, let's jump into our interview. Akin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Chef. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. We are going to be talking about a subject that everybody loves to talk about, and that's analytics. And, and this is what <laughs> you and I talked about right before we started. We are going to make a, a, a conversation about analytics entertaining today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you've written a couple of books. Uh, you know, the first one was written, gosh, about 15 years ago on metrics and mm -hmm. methods. Uh, and the most recent one, however, is near and dear to my heart, which is Customer Experience Analytics, which was published earlier this year. You can get it everywhere that Amazon sells books. Uh, so anybody that's interested in, in doing a deep dive on, on this topic, please uh, go to Amazon and, and pick up the book. But Let's let's talk about first of all. You are an evangelist at a digital experience analyst company or analytics company, excuse me, and that company is Counter Content Square. Let's talk about that for a moment. What do we do at Content Square? Content Square is at the heart of experience analytics for digital channels, websites, and apps, because so much of the interaction with our brands these days is happening via digital, right? You need a doctor, you go online to find out which one. You need to buy a car, you go check it out online before you walk into that store. And there's people like you and me trying to make those interactions a great experience, but without data, they don't know what's working, what's not, especially on the small mobile screens. And so Content Square gives everyone data to see, ah, this is where they're getting lost in the journey. Oh, this is what they're really trying to do and helps them make better decisions for those websites and apps. So in the way to get that data, are you surveying customers? That's right, yeah. So it's like most digital analytics um, tools and products where you add a collection, data collection tag to your websites and apps. It automatically captures the behaviors and journeys without any sensitive information. 
compass square doesn't want any sensitive information to get captured. And that is turned into immersive visuals such as customer ah. journey analysis or session replays, heat maps that a normal person can look at, not just an analyst, but you and me and everyone that needs to make decisions can kind of like step into the shoes of the customer and understand how did they see this experience? Why were they so angry when they gave me this feedback on the feedback tool? And what can I improve? And and I think that by seeing that heat map, as you call it, it allows you to, uh, in a sense, track when a customer is truly reading something. You can tell by the way they're scrolling. Are they reading? Are they jumping from one page to the next and spending one second or two seconds on a page and then moving on and moving on and moving on and finally disappearing? You can start to learn a heck of a lot by studying the journey that these customers take in the digital experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you say so so rightfully, be awesome or go home. And uh, I like the A word, but it is amazing. Awesome oh, is, a, you know what? Amazing. And some people Sorry. say, why don't you tell people, st I'm getting tired of amazing. Why don't we do like uh, awesome or how about be astonishing or go home? No, be amazing <laughs> <laughs> or or awesome. I'll take either one. How's that? <laughs> That's true. It's be amazing. And as you say, not just satisfactory, but really stand out, right? Earn that Arnie, as you're saying in your latest book, the, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back, earn it. Yeah. By the way, that say that again in that perfect German accent you, that you have. Say, I'll be back. I'll be back. That's perfect. <laughs> hard earned by our customers, right? And so many companies get what you're saying. They're really trying hard to bring those customers back. And they're designing these experiences. They're putting their heart and soul into these mobile experiences and apps. And, and they don't know why it's not working when 80%, even 80% of leaders say, yeah, what we're trying so often doesn't work out. Customers behave totally differently than what we expected. So it's the CX analytics data that tells them why did, they, did it not work? Why did it not resonate? What should we change uh, in order to really hit it home with our customers? So do you have... Um... Any specific tips that you would give us to make our content, let's just say on a website, more engaging and and allow our, if we were to uh, hit that home run and, and nail it with a customer, yeah. what are the things that we can do? So that brings me to my two favorite case studies uh, that are featured in the book. Because the answer, like any good consultant, it depends. <laughs> Start <laughs> start with your customer in mind. Um, and we all think we know what the customer wants and how the customer is going to see our brand, our website, our app. But really, the truth is we don't. We don't. So these two case studies show how using customer experience analytics helped the teams there get closer to their customer. And the two iconic brands here, and their example are GoPro, the camera. Yeah, the video uh, camera company. Exactly. Or you could almost say adventure company. Yep. And L'Occitane on Provence, the uh, beauty and cosmetics company. So yeah, I, I don't need that. <laughs> we are already beautiful <laughs> as we are. <have> we? <laughs> no, they're 
their fans love them for the hand game. So in both cases, they said, look, our audience switched to mobile screens. We got to squeeze this amazing brand experience that people expect from us. We got to squeeze it into this small mobile screen. How do we do it? Let's see what our customers are doing. And L'Occitane said, customers love our stores in their flagship stores. You can go in and get a hand massage and experience their cream. So why don't we bring that to the mobile screen? And you I can't wait to hear this, how I'm going to get a hand <laughs> massage on a mobile screen. <laughs> well, they did the next closest thing to that. So they started their mobile pages with images of lavender and those beautiful feelings you get when you step into a real L'Occitane store. So and they're using they color at, to emit yes. emotion? Exactly. Create that emotional connection. I mean, when you step into a L'Occitane store, you see those beautiful, warm colors, so inviting, and you see the products, you see the friendly person helping you. And that's what they wanted to bring to their mobile. However, when they looked at the data, they saw yeah, people do engage with that. They scroll through the long mobile page to get more of those images. But what they really flock to is when they reach the part further down on the page that shows the products. So it turns out that's where they click the product recommendations. And it sounds like what the Luxitan customer loves even more than the, uh, the the colors and immersive experience is the iconic products. And so learning from that, they move that up further on the screen. So that's the first thing that customers see when they come to mobile. And by knowing what makes their customers tick, they increased mobile sales by 25%. Seriously, just by moving uh, what's important to the customer toward the top, uh, quicker for customers to see. That's that's amazing. Uh, a simple adjustment like that, twenty five percent difference. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's by following what their customers showed them is a better decision for them, their customers. Now you could say, okay, why not? Why don't we all do that same thing? So let's have a look at GoPro's story. Same idea. We love our customers. We want to do what's right for them. So they looked at their data. If you've ever been to GoPro's website, you, you've seen those beautiful videos of people just experiencing those adventures. Right? Snow skiing. They're jumping off mountains. They're playing yeah. sports with a, maybe a, a, a GoPro helmet. Like I play hockey. Exactly. And occasionally I'll see a guy skating around with a helmet and a GoPro is attached to his helmet. Uh, so he's capturing uh, all kinds of interesting information So or, or the video. It's so different than shopping at, let's say, Amazon, Walmart, where they're saying, we have a million products. We better get to, the, to that product quick. As few clicks as possible to check out because every additional click, you might get tired. You might get distracted by your kids. So how can we make this as streamlined as possible? So GoPro asked, should our site be more like a streamlined Amazon or 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 do our our customers actually value those beautiful videos and immersive experiences and in their case the the customer data showed they really do value those videos and so they doubled down and added even more of those interactive videos and experiences and 
in their case, uh, their mobile conversion went up by 80%. 80%. Incredible. And so what was right for GoPro was not necessarily right for Luxitan. They both went the opposite direction, feature products first or feature immersive visuals first. And they were able to do this because they looked at what do our customers want. And you know, it's really interesting to me, and then we'll take a quick break and, and come back and continue the conversation. But everybody wants to be like Amazon. Uh, and by the way, Amazon is pretty much, you know, like if there's a company you want to emulate when you're in the, the world of e-commerce or, or retail online of any or and it's selling anything online for that matter, you're going to look and study Amazon. But sometimes... Uh, what customers want is something else. I have a phrase that I use in some of my speeches. It's think like the buyer, not like the supplier. I couldn't come up with a word like to rhyme with customer, so I couldn't say think like the customer, not, not like the hung on, hung on, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but but I think you hit it on the head when the first thing you said is start with the customer in mind, and you can't decide what the customer's mind is. You've got to let the customer tell you. You do that through analytics, and then you start to make tweaks and changes and get closer and closer to success. And when you tell me that, you know, uh, you know, the rates go up by 25% or 80% uh, of, of either purchases or click-throughs or they stay on the page longer, you can tell you're nailing it. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. I definitely want to talk a little bit about your book and and uh, hear what some of the highlights are beyond the case study. I want to compel people uh, to not only be interested in it, but I want to learn from it. And we're coming right back. We are talking with Ari, uh, I'm sorry, Akin Ari Khan. Boy, that is a mouthful, and I will be much more comfortable with that after we've been friends for about six months or so. And we will be back, and we're going to talk all about this type of digital analytics, and I can't wait. Don't go away. We're coming right back. One of my favorite sayings is that customer service isn't a department. It's a philosophy, and it's a philosophy that must be embraced by everyone in the organization all the time, and that's 24-7. So if customer service is important to you, and I know it is, then you will love our virtual training, the ultimate on-demand customer service and experience training program that you can access anytime, anywhere. Now, the course content applies to everyone, regardless of position and responsibility, from senior executives to the most recently hired and everyone in between. You'll discover tips, ideas, and strategies that won't cost your company a fortune, but will produce what I call moments of magic, those positive experiences, and it will happen at every level of your organization. So go to Customer Service VT. That's V as in virtual, T as in training. That's CustomerServiceVT.com. It's time to get customer focused. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Akin Arikan from Countersquare, and we are talking about all kinds of interesting digital analytic uh, ideas. By the way, uh, I said we we're going to make this fun and interesting. I can't think of anybody in any business that wouldn't find this fascinating because even if you aren't involved in helping create a better digital experience, you're now going to understand how companies are learning what makes you happy. So this is really cool to get an inside, uh, as they say, under the hood look of what's going on and, and how these companies are creating better immersive and uh, digital experiences for us. So 
I want to talk a little bit about the book. Um, and you know, it's it just came out in February. It's called titled Customer Experience Analytics. And uh, by the way, such an exciting title. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, borrow, borrowed from you. <laughs> by, by her, by her, by her. I think it really is. Uh, it's exactly what it's about. W- let's talk about like a two or three favorite tips from the book. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole mission of the book and, and tip is that customer experience analytics are too important to be the job of just analysts. And the book is trying to bring them closer to everyone in the team that needs to make decisions for better customer experiences, especially on websites and apps, so on digital channels primarily. It's kind of saying, yes, you know, in the old way of um, business intelligence, you probably had a team that, that's responsible for them. And imagine, imagine this, you take on a new job and they tell you, you're, you're the chief marketing officer of, of, a, of a brand. And so probably the first thing you want to do is go into the stores and have a look at how is my store, my branch doing? What, what do customers experience here? But they told you, no, sorry, you can't visit our stores. You have to talk to this analyst over there and you can ask, ask them questions, but you have to wait two weeks for the answers and they'll tell you what you want to know. About oh my customers. gosh! Nobody would accept that. You couldn't compete, right? So, you, but I can see you, how that could be. It's like the analyst will get find out what you want, go ask the analyst, the analyst will come back with the answer. But at the same time, I think it's really important to become a customer of your own business. Exactly, that's what executives do, right? They go shopping at their own stores, they go banking at their own branches to see it from customer perspective. So. In the digital world, where, you know, for thousands of years, we could see our customers in the digital world, we can't. So those same executives need to be able to visualize the experiences of their customers on the mobile app, in the mobile device, on the on the desktop website. That can't, that is too important to be the job of some analyst team in the back office uh, somewhere. So I think the first tip is, this is for you. This is for you, the business decision maker. It's not for your, not just for your analyst. Down the yeah. In other words, uh, mystery shop your own company. You know, there you go. Uh, we always tell, like in the customer support world, we tell the executive, we want the busiest time of uh, customer support, whatever the hours are, call during that time and, and experience what it is like to be a customer during a busy time. And many times executives come back and they go, oh, my, we have some work to do, don't we? You know, and and that's important. So firsthand, uh, shop yourself, use the apps, go on, test them out. One of the things I do on a regular basis with my website is I just go around looking for things that look like they shouldn't be there, look like they're wrong. Um, yeah, I saw something today. It, uh, it told people to go to my podcast, Amazing Business Radio, and it said go to www.com. Amazing Business Radio, all spelled out with one word, Amazing Business Radio, because that's how you do a URL. But all were lowercase. So I said, hmm, that's not as easy to read as if we made the A in Amazing capital and the B in Business capitalized and the R in Radio uh, capitalized. Now you can see it's three different words, even though it's all run together. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. It just takes somebody willing to take time and observe. Exactly. Yeah. 
And what might you learn? For example, speaking of a website like yours, one thing that I learned recently looking at data about customer behavior, browsing various sites. Um, in this case, it was B2B websites of different technology uh, companies, is that most, most of these pages are built in the classic uh, shape of you have a two column, you have an image, and you put a, some text, some headline and text next to it and a call to action. To learn more, click here. And then you scroll down, there's the next image, the next text, and you hope that man, I'm picking these beautiful images, I'm putting this thoughtful text and headline, why aren't they clicking? Well, what the data shows is that audiences have learned to ignore that structure. Um, th there's so many websites that have these two-column image text and click here structure that they're just scrolling past that. But what they flock to there's, uh, there are these modules with tabs where you have different tabs. It changes the image um, and you can flip around. That calls their attention. So you see immediately in the heat maps that you get all the clicks on those tabs and more important than tabs, uh, than clicks. Ultimately, you don't care about clicks, right? You care about do they sign buy, up. Do they convert, right? Exactly. D depending on the business, do they sign up for the account? Do they buy? Well, those interactions then lead to more conversions, more purchases. So what you're saying in essence is disrupt the brain uh, on their on what's, what they would typically experience and try to give them something that's new. And by the way, um, I, in a sense, even though it's a delightful experience, there's friction involved. And it's not friction by making it harder and less convenient. The friction is your brain's going, hold on, this isn't normal. Uh, this isn't what I'm used to. I'm going to pay closer attention. Uh, so it kind of stops the brain from doing what it's normally doing. Is that a yeah. good anal analogy of this or analysis of it? I, I think it's a great analogy and such a difficult balance to keep. Reminds me of a case study from a um, from a sports retailer. They, they have stored stores here in the U.S., but also in Europe. And the people there said, just like you always say, Chef, we get compared not just to other sports retailers, but to the best experiences out there. So to Apple and Google and, and what have you, to Netflix. What do Google and Netflix do? They have this awesome search bar, mm. right? You don't yep. walk through a giant catalog. So they said, we're going to make, make our app better by putting, the first thing you see is this giant search bar. We're like Google for sports. And this is passionate people trying to do the right thing for their customer. And what they found after that release was, oh, it's not working. People, people aren't clicking on, on the search bar. In fact, at the bottom, there is a home icon. Even though they're already on the home screen, they're clicking again on the home button. So they're trying to get happened? rid of the search bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was too disruptive. They, they're like, this doesn't look like a retail screen. I don't I don't know what I'm looking at here. So you can go too far is what you're saying. Exactly. Yep. And by using data, they figured out, oh, we went too far. They made small adjustments just to make it clear. This is the home screen. You can go manual if you like. Here's the search bar if you like that. And with those small adjustments, they increased the search usage from 20 to 40% of people starting on that screen. And nobody 
click that home icon anymore. They all realize, okay, this is the home screen. This is where, yeah. So that's great. It's it's just so important to design the experience, whether it be in person, brick and mortar, whether it be um, you know digital on a website, mobile device. Very very important. You know, we're running out of time. I could spend a lot of time listening to all these stories and case studies, but what I want our listeners to recognize is to go back and listen to the different case studies, the one from the cosmetic company, uh, the one you just mentioned, the sports company. Uh, all of these are really, really important in understanding how customers think. And even though these might not be the businesses you're in, you can definitely draw parallels between what you do and what these companies are doing. So GoPro, you know, the immersive uh, uh, video experience. So let's wrap it up with one final tip, one final piece of wisdom from our new best friend, Akin. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. I think it's that we all think we can know what our customers want and how they behave and how they see an experience. But we all really suck at knowing what our customers want and how they think. We, the only thing that can help us is really look at the data. And it's especially the ones that want to be amazing and are trying new things that are so passionate to do the right thing. They're going where no one has ever gone before, which is a risky place. So you need to quickly understand, oh, what did the customer really think? And then cost correct and refine and you will be rewarded richly. Well, I, and there's so many different messages there. Number one is, you know, understand that what you think your customer wants as we talked about at the beginning of the show, isn't always what your customer wants. So uh, their perception is really the only one that counts. And when you can grab enough data to make a general statement about what their perception is, you need to shift to that perception. Number two, once you find it working, you can't stop. You got to keep tweaking. You got to keep looking for changes because whatever you're doing right now, your competitor is going to catch up to you. So your continuous improvement of the experience needs to be kept in mind. So those are listening to the show don't see what's going on, but Akin is nodding his head yes in approval. <laughs> so. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Reminds me of childbirth. Like you think the pregnancy nine months was hard enough, but once the kid is here, that's when parenting really starts <laughs> and you need to bring them to the right place. <laughs> that's like, oh, I'm graduating. I'm graduating. School is over. No, this is the commencement ceremony. It's just beginning. <laughs> Very good. Well, hey, this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Thanks so much for having me such an honor and pleasure oh it's our pleasure and remember everybody the book is titled customer experience analytics the author our new friend is akin arikan and you can get it on amazon and we will be back next week with another amazing interview so until that time this is shep hyken reminding you to always be amazing This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.